Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Or podcast. I had to just shovel a quick, real quick, because the plow guy was coming. But I'm doing well. Shoveling, uh, yeah, not great. No, it's um. But, oh, after you. Oh no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it wasn't too bad, and actually, so I was trying to clear my car out so I can move it so he could get rid of clear the parking lot. And he actually pulled up at one point. He was like, hey, like, take your time. Like, it's a big parking lot. I got, I'll come back if you're not done by the time I'm here. I'm like, oh, cool. He's about to get to, like, my area. Some guy, like, whips his car in and parks next to me and then leaves. And I'm just like. What are you doing? Yeah, the plow guy was also like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I, like, plow etiquette to me is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So, like, we were. We were up in New Hampshire this weekend, and there's a plow. We got like a couple inches, so there's a plow guy who comes through. And he, like, they don't tell you when they're coming, they just come through and like plow whatever they can, depending on where you're parked. Yeah. And the guy did like half a spot and then the stuff in front of the driveway. And I was like, okay, like, that's fine. There's a car here. Like, I, I, I trust your judgment, plow guy. We're all good. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, there's more snow. He didn't do anything. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, I kind of like, this is the one thing I realized, like, living in an apartment building is that I don't get to shovel as much as I used to when I lived, yep. lived at home. And, like, but the thing is now I've realized, like, here, like, oh, it's, like, a storm we're coming today. And, like, I got, like, rain and, like, some fluff. But, like, other, like, you know, like, out 90, like, 20 minutes, you're getting, like, you know, six inches of fluff. And it's, like, that's eh, kind of just an, a nuisance at that point. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's uh, the winter for you. Welcome back to the Shan Scuba Steve show. This week we're, uh, we're drinking Fridge Finds. Fridge Finds. We need a jingle. We should work on a jingle for fridge finds. We should. I'll add that to the, to the list of things. Specifically just for fridge finds. Not for the drink of the week, but just so people so people will just be like, oh, is that the fridge, fridge find tune? Oh, man, my favorite. Yeah. What are you having this week? I'm having a um, Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. Ooh, I've heard of that. Well, uh, is, it's Voodoo Rangers, the uh, brand, correct? The brand, yes. Yes, I've heard of them. I was, well, what was the flavor again? Uh, Atomic Pumpkin. So I'm guessing it's a pumpkin beer. It ha- it's been in my fridge for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Probably since like November. Yep. It's a fridge find. It's good. It's yeah. um, it's quite tasty. It's made by New Belgium. It's like Ooh. the the parent company of Voodoo Ranger, but it's good. Yep. I've uh I've seen it recently in liquor stores around here in like pounders. Yep. Like full like, I don't. They're not 32 ounce. They're not 16 ounce cans. They're somewhere mm-hmm. in between. I've seen them in those. Yeah. So. They're tasty. It's good. What are you drinking this week? Uh, this week I'm having a Shipyard Export. It is Ooh. a lager, uh, okay. but it, does, it drinks more like an ale, but I enjoy it. See, I've seen those before, but I don't think I've ever had one. I recommend them. They're, it's, a, it's a good, solid beer. Not too strong, but, uh, you know, I, I drink it out of the, the, the bottle because I'm a man. Yeah. Got it. Never okay, have yeah. it as a draft. Ugh, never as a draft. Always in the bottle. Have you ever seen see it on draft? Uh, no, I haven't. I've only been to Shipyard, like the brewery I've been made like once. I can't even remember <laughs> what was there. I do remember a big, a big thing for me. This is now we're getting into like niche beer shit. Yeah. Um, they used to have like, so they have pumpkin head. 
Mm-hmm. Then they had gingerbread head or yep. gingerhead. Yep. So finding out that gingerbread or gingerbread head was canceled was like top five like damaging bar experiences of, of all time for me. <laughs> and I like I remember the first time I had like a ginger gingerbread head or whatever, and it was like it was at a local bar in Bristol where we went to school and like it was snowing outside. We were like, oh, let's go get a pint after class because we're like adults because we're seniors now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just sitting there, I think I'm sure I'm imagining snow was coming down. There's probably a string quartet in the corner, too. And uh, just a fire, like a, a fireplace. And amazingly lit this this area. Perfectly yeah. lit. In, uh, and there's that like little bit of like glare where it's like stretching across the screen, but it's not too bright that it's distracting you. You're just like, ooh, okay. Ah. Wait, what screen? I'm just like as if it was like a per- picture perfect. Like, ooh, oh man, ah, oh, look at the exposure on the shot. There, there was a little like frosting mm-hmm. on, around the windows, you know, just like perfectly framing that window. I went back like two months later, like, oh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, like we went to shipyard. I was like, oh, did you guys like have that here? Like, is that like a here only thing? They're like, no, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn it! The ginger beers. So ginger beer, obviously, the delicious mixer beverage for rum and everything else for yes. dark and stormies, but. Like gingerbread or like winter beers, I've never had great luck. Gingerbread had gone. Um, in I think it was probably senior year again, prepping for a snowstorm. I got like this bomber twenty-two ounce bottle from Sam Adams. Uh, dropped it immediately, shattered it before walking into my apartment. Incredible! Kid just kicked the glass over over to a corner and left it for six months. Yep. You know, I couldn't win. For it to turn to a uh, sea glass. That was the goal. I think was that like the snow removal around our apartment would slowly either chip it away or remove it for me. What is the what would be the term of what glass goes through to become sea glass? Smoothing? Is it okay. Is it? Like you're not you're not wrong. Like I know like it becomes very smooth, but like I'm thinking of like what because I was thinking like corrode, but like no. I think that's it's not. sanding. I think it's like actually sanding. Hmm, interesting, interesting. It's called sea glass, right? Or I'm, uh, I just make yeah, no, sea glass. I've at least I've always known it. Yeah, sea glass. But you know what's funny when you think about it? It's like oh, I oh, I love it. It's like it it's unique and whatnot. It's like to get more. It's like let's just break some bottles here and leave it. Well, that's like there's I'm pretty sure there's like sea glass farms and stuff. Like you, I feel like I've seen it. Now, now I'm like actively googling to make sure I'm not talking out of. There's my a Pinterest ass. or an Etsy about that for sure. Yeah, there's someone out up in Nevada who's like. This is my farm. I make sea glass for uh, individuals. I take uh, requests and commissions, whatever you want. Like I'm imagining someone takes like a like a, a bottle and then just like sticks a cork in it sideways, like through it, but then pulls it out sideways and then just like anchors it in the sand and just lets it go with the tide. Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how sea glass is made. <laughs> just talking it out. Uh, Over yeah. decades, it's a family business. Each generation releases one set of sea glass. But I mean, I guess the sea glass is definitely you know like the rock tumblers and stuff. What a topic to discuss! I know, right? Starting off the podcast off strong, not uh, even like seasonal either. It's not like, hey, let's talk about the ocean and glass. Yeah. So well, we have a trailer of the week this week. Yes, spawned from a Super Bowl commercial, which we'll get more into those later. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier final trailer before release, I'm pretty sure. I think that they'll probably release some other snippets, but this was, if anything, the first official like trailer that's giving actual details. That wasn't just like, here's a quick little 10-second clip, and here's like another 30 where we just show a lot of establishing shots. Yeah. Um, it 
once again, exciting. Uh, this is a new age for Marvel. And uh, this trailer, I was already hooked and excited for this show. But this kind of, I think, set me at ease with it. Like, okay, who? Now we have an idea of what's going to be happening. But uh, yeah. Do you, wanna, do you know what like, the synopsis is about? I do not. Take it away. Um, so it takes place post-Endgame. But uh, first off in it, we see uh, the return of Daniel Brühl's character of uh, Helmut Zemo. Isn't and, it Baron Zemo? Is well, his name. Oh, no, actually, I'm, I, it's highlighted as just Helmut Zemo. But yes, his name is Baron Zemo. But I think actually the Baron's more of a title from the comics and they, they're using his name. Anyway, Zemo. Got it. Okay. Um, from Civil War, he's back. What it looks like the whole premise is going to be post Endgame. He's now just so furious with the world that, oh, half of humanity got destroyed and then came back, yet I still don't have my family, and now there's even more superheroes. So it's now, essentially, in the trailer, he says, my work isn't done. Yep. So it's going to be... He, I think he'll be the main antagonist, but we also have Flag Smashers, which will be, like, this anarchist group who will be led by... Um, what's her name? Because she was in Solo, the Star Wars film, which I really enjoyed. And I'm not going to be able to find her name right now. But... Looks great. And also, kind of, I guess the other side story is that, like, Sam has been given the mantle of Captain America, but the government and maybe even himself are like, I don't want to be Captain America. Yep. So we'll have U.S. agent. Um, but yeah. U.S. agent is such a, like, a weird word to me. Like, it is. I, and I think, like, it won't, I think in the show, if anything, they'll have, like, the public will be still addressing him as Captain America, but, like, within, like, government officials to be like, oh, this is U.S. agent. Like, this is all he is. Because it is a kind of a weird... Though all superhero names are stupid. But <laughs> it's definitely just like, I'm U.S. agent. But the whole premise, actually, of the character, too, is that, like, he's kind of a darker side of Cap, who's a little bit more focusing on, like, the America first, while Captain America is more just the ideals. And even when we see within the movies and the comics, like, he kind of steps away from being this American soldier boy. He quite frequently rebels against the u.s government from their ideals yep so i'm definitely excited for this especially considering wandavision will end which we'll talk a little bit more uh later on but then it'll be about a week and then winter soldier will be from uh, not winter soldier well yeah <laughs> falcon and winter soldier <laughs> um it'll premiere so this is just exciting i'm happy for it you i think it looks great i'm excited i think like the the nice um little like therapy scenes together yep this is kind of pitched as not buddy cop, but I think it's going to be a great dynamic duo type situation. For sure. The, oh, not to interrupt, but I was reading some other. It's like, the thing is, Sam and Bucky, they're like not friends. So yeah. Steve was their friend that got them to work together. So this will be enjoyable to see like two people who are very different. Sam, a modern man, and Bucky, this tortured soldier from World War II. Yep. So, yeah, watching them have to actually work and become friends will be a, a great part of the show, I bet. It's, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be one of those great like they're coming together type things, but I also wonder if it's gonna be like there's a common enemy in the first episode or knowing an MCU show now it could take five episodes for there to be a common enemy. We have no sure. idea. But we'll also this series, unlike WandaVision, will be about forty to fifty minute uh, episodes, which is already like confirmed, which will be nice. So we'll have a little bit there'll be more breathing, I feel, with like maybe two or three episodes will be very slow burns. Yeah. But we'll be getting a lot out of it. So I think that's a good thing. I think it's one of those. This is going to be a more of a standard TV show. I feel like, and obviously, like we keep saying, we're going to talk about Wandavision in a little bit. But 
I'm excited. I think it's going to be really good. I think the action's going to be really well done. And I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a great, like, you know, I think WandaVision is a really good, like, palate cleanser into the next, and kind of walking you into what the future of the MCU looks like. But mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, this will be kind of a return to that action and a return to that cinematic style of, like, you know, these are going to be, like, 40-minute long chunks of a movie, I feel. Not chunks of a movie thematically, but chunks of a movie visually, I feel like. I, I agree. Especially you think about WandaVision is kind of like this weird, like what if we had cotton candy and we deep fried it? It's like, okay, well, this is very much like, what if we did Captain America winter soldier again, but made it eight hours. It's like, yep. yeah. Okay. Totally. So um, Sharon Carter, we see in the trailer, she's returning, which will be interesting. Cause last we saw her, she rebelled against the CIA to give Captain America and his crew their gear again. So yep. it'll be fun to see where she's at. And also, uh, Wyatt Russell is playing U.S. Agent. I'm a big fan of him, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with his character. If up front he is like, you can just tell, okay, he's an he's an ass. We we shouldn't like him. Or it'll be if anything like Sam and Bucky's actions or cause him to be an antagonist. So Wait, that's Wyatt Russell. Yeah, that's Wyatt Russell. He's playing U.S. Agent. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. hysterical. Uh, Wyatt Russell, people listening. Uh, he was in 22 Jump Street. Uh, he was in the Goon? recently... Goon. He, uh, uh, Goon 2, actually. Goon 2, sequel. sorry. Yeah, well, the yes. last of the Enforcers. Um, and, but what's the movie he did recently? It was a World War II like, zombie film. Um, I can't uh, think of it. But he did that. Son of uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. So. But I'm excited to see him in this because I'm a fan of him. I think he's great. Uh, also, he, like, he used to be like a professional hockey player but then had to give that up because he got hurt so much and then went into acting. <laughs> He's Which is a interesting. funny dude. He's done. He's been funny, and I think yep. like, I think it's. I think it's a good. I didn't know that this that was the cast. I did not know that he was cast as a U.S. agent. Yep, and I think it's going to be hysterical now. Yeah, which I think he he just fits in perfectly with uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian uh, Stan's like mentality and charisma. So I think he'll. I hope we get scenes with all of them because I think they'll all bounce off each other really well. Don Cheeto will be in the show briefly. Which I'm gonna guess is more just to set up his own show, Armor Wars, a little bit. But do you think it's be nice. better than a Super Bowl commercial? Uh, that Michelob Ultra one. Yeah. Um, I actually just like watched a bunch of those the prep, which we'll talk a little later in the show. But I thought that was decent. But I think yes, his appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Soldier I think, will be far superior than his Michelob Ultra commercial. So I think it's a uh, like it's pretty cool. They're also talking about bringing in Madripoor, which is like a, a Fox Marvel like universe mm-hmm. uh lo- like location yep i think it's gonna be interesting i think there's a lot there's gonna be a lot going on yeah so i'm giving the trailer uh that was a 30 second clip at the super bowl uh, i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it six out of seven uh stern looks with a memorial of captain america behind you okay um so, just to cor- not to correct you, but you oh, can watch yeah, the full two-minute trailer on YouTube for those of you at home who, who haven't seen it yet. Step lively. Um, I'm going to give it four out of five ambiguous masks. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of masks in this trailer for no fucking reason, it seems like. A lot of masks. Well, I mean, you, you have the Flag Smashers, which are like the anarchists. So they and have Zemo's their- mask. Yes, Zemo's mask is more so because the I think the show from the comics the and I think it's also 
Marvel knows that their audience is at a point that they're so invested in these comics and the and the stories that they're like, you know, we can now put the characters in weird costumes. It's no longer like because I mean, Sam's costume in the Winter Soldier is very much like it looks very military, but by the end end game and now it's colorful and it has all these extra stripes that you realistically you probably wouldn't be like, let's put this on. Yeah. So now they can be like, let's have Zemo in his purple mask. Um, which seems weird, but when you know his character, he's like an ex like special forces, so he probably did wear a mask like that. The the fun thing is like you can tell it's like a mask with a plastic layer to give the perfect shape. Yep. Though that's also like a thing they do for to have the stunt coordinators and make it easier for them. So it's like his head looks very different from between these two shots because they're two different people. It's like no, so we'll put a plastic layer so they always look the same. That skin tight mask, you know. I think that's interesting now too. We're all wearing masks so much. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if you had to add, like, a little, like, padding to be like, that's definitely Shane's face just, like, swollen a little bit. He's <laughs> under there. I can tell it's his cheekbones. He had Novocaine put in. But, you know, that's Shane. I Like, I just think it's going to be – I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. I think – I know I said this about, like, every, every show we talk about that I'm excited about it. I think it's just because I want more of the MCU to happen. I want to see mm-hmm. more of it. I think it is. it has been weird not having an MCU movie for over a year. Yep. And kind of working now, which is WandaVision, it's really, it's great. But, like, I look forward to Fridays, but I burn 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, great, got to wait another week. So, I think, like, a nice, we're getting back in a nice rhythm of, like, there is content coming out. And I think, you know, not to, like, zoom out a little bit, but when we were talking at the beginning of the pandemic, it was, like, well, all these productions are on pause. We're going to have, like, a dearth of new media for, like, a year as everything, mm-hmm. re- like, ramps back up. But we, we have. 007 was postponed, uh, like, I think to the fall. Yep, again. Uh, Black Widow's continually postponed and probably not coming to Disney Plus. The uh the Kingsman movie pushed again. Like there is this dearth right now of new things and like obviously groups like HBO Max are putting out, you know, like, hey, the same day in trail in theater, same day on the streaming platform. That's great, but it's also just like self serving HBO Max subscribers. Mm-hmm. So I think like as we get new content and new properties, and especially things that are brand new with characters we, we already know and love, it's important. Mm-hmm. For sure. And at such high quality too. Exactly. This isn't. I don't like. And I don't think any, like any of these will ever be phoned in. I don't think that's like that's not. I won't say that's not the Disney way, but that's not how the Marvel universe has been built to this point. For sure. And I think the best is you get great examples of sometimes actors who have previously spoken ill against like superhero films and like the Marvel system, and now they're coming in. Like I think, uh, like it's they're making a Moon Knight show with Oscar Isaac's and Ethan Hawke is going to be the villain and he's spoken out but you hear also that interviews of oscar isaacs being like the only reason i took this is because they're going to talk about the character's crazy mental illness like we get to address that yep so marvel and i feel disney are at a point where they're like we can do heavier topics we can do the things that 10 years ago if we tried to be like it's a superhero who believes in an egyptian moon god who has multiple personalities they'd be like we're not no one's gonna want to watch this but now you can get actors and investors and audience people to be like yeah give us anything we we want yep. gimme gimme yum 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 yeah yeah i think it's it's gonna be great um did i give my rating i did you my mask did yes yes your mask yeah so would oh, yeah, go ahead yeah no i was gonna ask you a grammar question but i figured it out before i said it out loud all right grammar's great yeah we love grammar and alliteration grammar's great grammar's great Great, greatly good. But yeah, this, clearly we're excited about Falcon Winter Soldier. 
Yes. It's going to be great coming out in March. Um, 16th or 19th? Ooh. I, I actually don't I know, know. I know it's between 16th to the 19th. I know it's one of those two between there. Uh, $5,000 on uh, 17th. Unless you want the 17th? The 17th. The irony is I'm literally looking at like a, a release date list and they completely ignore all the TV shows. Thanks, ScreenRant.com. Oh, no, I looked. It's March 19th. Okay, who do I pay the $5,000 to? Me, unfortunately. Oh you want something Can- crazy, actually? This is just like a small diatribe. Mm-hmm. Um, not a diatribe. Just, this is just one of those things. So, Diorama. I use DraftKings Sportsbooks when I want to, like, this, not spawn, all that stuff. I, we, we don't exist yep. to them. But when, like, you want to put, like, a few dollars on, like, a game. So I have the app, and I was, like, looking at the Super Bowl, and I was like, you know, like, I don't really think like, it's not worth it. Like, I, I was going to bet on, t- like, Tampa Bay to win. But I just, I was like, it's not worth it. I don't want to spend the money. And, like, if I lose, it would be crumpy that I lost the money. Um, but for whatever reason, during the Super Bowl, their system f- crashed or something. So ye- yesterday I woke up and I was like, hey, like, here's a $20 free bet. Like, do with it what you will. I was like, okay. Like, I, like, I, was, I was like, all right. Like, I'll, I guess I'll just figure out what to do with this. And uh, I decided to parlay a bunch of NHL games. Mm-hmm through some friends of ours who were like, hey, like these look like winners. These So long story short, six games all last night between like seven and eight o'clock. Um, five of them win in regula- like regulation wins. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, Blues Coyotes, though, they're up three, two with like a minute left. And I'm like, okay, this is good. This is in the bag. Like DraftKings gave me $20 and made me much more money than I expected. And then the Coyotes tied it. And I was like, okay, this isn't great. Damn Yotes. Damn Yotes. And uh, then they, they go scoreless through the, the sudden death overtime period of five minutes. Which I didn't know. I had to look up the NHL overtime rules. I had no fucking idea. And then it goes on to a shootout. And right before I go to bed, it's like, and the Blues lost. Absolutely decimating the parlay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Although I, I also didn't know that hockey and pirates had so much in common with the parlay. The parlay. Yeah. A niche Pirates of the Caribbean reference for everyone out there. But yeah. Paul, Paul A. I request Paul A. Oh, she knows the rules. But it's still a great scene. Oh, yeah. It's creepy with the, the whole, like, when they get that shot where it's, like, through the door crack and yep. his eye, and he's just like, hello, puppet. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember being scared of that movie growing up. Oh, yeah. It's for definitely, sure. like, a scary movie. Not scary, but, like, it's definitely some of those scenes. For sure. But you know, once you get older, then you're like, okay, it's, it's, it's it can be intense, but I'm not scared anymore because I know that Jack and Will saved the day. So you think if you were like going around, you know, a pirate pirate infested waters in 2021, and you're like parlay. Do you think they they'd let you keep your boat, or do no. you think no? Because the first off, as we know from the first pirates film, they're not rules; they're more of a guideline to yeah. follow, which you don't have agreement. to. Exactly one. Two, by world's end, we learned that even though the pirates have won, the the Indian East Trading Company still exists. And as we live in the future, we know that the pirate probably fell uh, wayside. So I don't believe modern pirates would follow the the code. They have their own code. Are you live on Twitch, like talking about pirate lore once a week? Thanks for checking out my Twitch stream. Make sure to subscribe and like. Also, my podcast. Hit like and subscribe and check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, but uh, so we've alluded to it throughout the past twenty minutes of this episode. But One Division episode five came out on Friday. 
We're in the 80s. We're, we're post a nice episode where they break down everything for us from the other side of the screen. How wild. Yep. And we're back in Westview. Yes. Shane, your thoughts. Uh, first off, like expected, they now kind of go back and forth between the sitcom world and the real world, which I also like that they show visually on the screen, like the aspect ratio. So like you kind of get that quick little jar, like, huh, what? Oh, and then you're like, okay, back into the real world. Yeah. Um, great episode. The, the walls are coming down. This is what I really enjoyed about this, that pretty much all the characters now know, like, this isn't real. Um, spoilers going in, everyone listening. Um, I love that, like, pretty much in the first scene, we see um, Agnes break the wall and address Wanda specifically, like, do you want to do this again? And then Vision yep. see this. And there's so much we can, we'll talk more when we get further into it. But, like, this episode I thought was, was a great way of showing, like, okay, Everyone now kind of knows what's up. So how are they all going to react to this information? Um, it was great. You? thought it was incredible. I thought, mm-hmm. like you're saying, they're breaking, I think they're breaking the show's fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like the internal show's fourth wall, which is awesome. I thought there were a lot of like little like, really nice little woven in detailed kind of callbacks to this. I think, you know, spoiler, again, as Shane said, but we hit on that theory we spoke about last week, which was that Vision's body was stolen from SWORD headquarters post um, Endgame. Mm-hmm. which I think is so interesting. Yep. And I think I thought one great thing of just like something like that was it's the Westview shit like a hexagon and they're calling it the hex and Scarlet yep. Witch and the hex. It all fits so wonderfully behind the scenes and no one's paying attention to it yet. Yeah. I if, love it. If any, I don't know yet if like they'll address her powers ever as hexes, but I at least like that they're like, how can we use it? It's like, okay, what if just like there's a bunch of hexagons in the show and the whole that was nice that they were able to bring that into it. Um, but yeah, this episode definitely I feel also tried to like lay a little bit more groundwork and setting up th- things. So we already said spoilers, but this is what that's what I say. But like we now can pretty much guess the sword director. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he seems to have something something afoot because we see in the first scene he's addressing everyone for sword, trying to like here's the plan. He's just outright trying to make Wanda the villain, yep. even with then what I love was Jimmy being like, oh, that's an oversimplification of what like happened. Like, <laughs> and then him then like cutting him off and going, hey, how about you answer some of my questions? Grilling uh, Monica and be like, aren't you the one that was kidnapped? Here's a clip of you essentially being kidnapped and brainwashed and her just be like, well, I'm just trying to, you know, state both. He's definitely a bad guy. He seems too. It's it's his character's gone from like government functionary is how I viewed him in the beginning to now actual like a problem, for sure. And because we also they show that he's like I can now show the clip of to all of you that Wanda broke into sword, but they address they're like, oh Wanda or not Wanda uh, Vision's wishes were that his body not be used for anything because he doesn't want to become a weapon, but yet you see in the clip like Wanda seeing his body like torn apart and being experimented on. So it's like okay. Yeah. Clearly, Sword was doing something wrong near about the halfway point of the episode where Wanda leaves the uh, Westview and addresses Sword directly. She specifically has all the guys point their guns at the director. So it's like, okay, like, I bet he was doing experiments on Vision. Vision, and now she saw him do it, and that's why he's like, oh no, I don't want her to tell everyone that I was going to use Vision's body to make other visions that could control space and the world, yada yada. Um, well, that's what kind of, um, or at least I've read and connected the dots. The f- the first well, last episode when when Monica's back mm-hmm. before she goes into Westview, 
he's like, oh, we've pivoted to like AI and like weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. And it, yep. someone I read was like, you know, that's like kind of like vision right there. Like that's the like robotics AI. Like, okay, well, if we're not doing space stuff, they might be doing vision stuff. Yep. Ex- yeah, for sure. And that could okay. be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he's clearly a bad guy because his opposition is Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy. Who- yep. We all know they're good people. They're on the rights. So it just makes it so easy to be like, okay, he's the bad guy. Um, loved the scenes with the trio. I'm kind of like working some stuff out and then learning and discovering that this isn't an illusion, that Wanda is warping reality. When she shoots her own old clothes, it's like, it's 70% Kevlar because I was wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy to like, to obviously like the show and every, like just the, that level of like, I don't know, story building and world building just in that, in these two episodes that we've just watched alone. Yep. I'm excited. I think the, the future looks exciting. I think it's really interesting. Obviously there was the big, big um, reveal at the end of the episode mm-hmm. uh, with Pietro coming in from the Fox side of the house. From yes. X-Men. Evan Peters. And Which, uh, I was just going to say Monica going, Oh, we re- she recast Peter or Pietro. Yep. Like, the the level of self awareness I think on the outside of the of outside of the Westview bubble is so interesting because it's like kind of like a running dialogue of what the real audience is feeling at the same time. Absolutely, yep. Um, then I said last week that I saw some like leaks. That was the leak that I saw was a photo of him, Evan Peters. Okay. So like when I I was like, Ugh. like I hadn't. There had been speculations for a while, and like people were like we he was in Atlanta last week, um, but seeing that photo ahead of time i was like no i didn't want to see it but now getting the episode and be like okay good like i'm caught up essentially yeah his arrival was exciting um and makes adds a lot of questions but i loved the scene essentially prior to that where it's end the episode throughout the episode we get to watch vision like discover everything which is i think it was great yep um and the scene prior to that near the end where he's like wanda we need to talk about everything and she's like nope i don't want to and the credits start rolling, and then they argue through the credits and continue on. I thought it was fantastic. Once again, this show is just showing how great Paul Bettany can be. But once again, Elizabeth Olsen, they're both just killing it. Yep. But we learn in this, which I kind of had speculation about. Uh, Vision's like, I don't remember anything before Westview. There's nothing that I, I don't know what my life is. Which made me think back to Infinity War. Where they're like, well, if we remove the Mind Stone, you might still be a part. Like, you could still function because you're all these different layers. You're not just the stone. And at the end, we see Shuri very briefly, like, fix all the things. And it looks like she completed it. My now thought is that Wanda brought Vision back, but he didn't have his memories. Because that was essentially connected. His, the Mind Stone was his brain or yep. whatnot. So that's why he's like, I don't remember anything before this. So he... And when you think about it, there hasn't been in the show. They haven't actually like really mentioned anything that's happened within the timeline. Yeah, of the kind universe of just, just pushed that off completely because especially Monica brings it up mm-hmm. with uh, Pietro and saying she with Ultron, but then yeah. that was like the first time, and then um, that gets buried immediately through yep. multiple walls. So that definitely then I feel pushes more. It's like okay, Vision doesn't have any memories. He's he's a blank slate, and Wanda maybe is like well, I want him to remember everything. So. Which now is like, okay, maybe that's why she created this world. Not to, like, hurt anybody, but because she's like, I got him back, but I just need things to go back to how they were. I think it was kind of crazy, too, um, him and Norm in the office. 
that entire interchange of vision, like touching his head, using his powers, and being like mm-hmm. breaking the spell, like well, breaking the spell fully. Yep. Excuse me, having enormous panic about his family and about like he's stuck there and he knows. And I really think that breaks the breaks the barriers for vision. Yep. Though he never he doesn't say uh, Wanda specifically. He just says her. Yeah. Which I think is very on point because it's a big thing in this episode is um is Agnes. She shows up. Very, now this time she's pretty much anytime something's needed she's now showing up with it which we've seen from the very beginning of the episode but now the children they age up multiple times in front of her she doesn't react and all that and as well near the end of the episode uh, when the, the dog dies which is a call the dog Sparky is from the Vision comics which is actually a nice little uh, callback um, but like the boys are like mom you can bring anything you can do anything you can bring something back to life and she's like can you which makes me like now think like okay maybe this is ah they're all in so, on it at this point is like i think the walls are coming down to the point where like the walls aren't coming down more so that they're closing in around wanda like very quickly mm-hmm. and the boys her ability can't she can't control the boys yep yep um though i also it's very it's poignant especially because she tells the kids like you have to accept death it's a part of life yet in a way she's not accepting it with what she's doing and this is also right after she had gone back into the real world to be like leave me alone so, yeah, a lot of crazy things. We, really good episode. We haven't even touched on the fact that they kind of realized that after Monica shoots her outfit that she was wearing, she realized that, like, the molecules are changing and whatever goes in, mm-hmm. that they could send something from the 80s back in. They send a drone in mm-hmm. and, like, made contact. And then our terrific villain, or probable villain, um, Tyler, John yes. Tyler. Uh, I think it's Tyler Haywood. Tyler Haywood, our wonderful villain, like tries to shoot a mit- like a through the like from the drone at the family. Yep. And uh, which once again is just pushing like, okay, he's a bad guy. Like, yeah, he's trying to cover up his his secrets. Try to do something. Yep. Um. Also, didn't discuss a big thing. Monica's getting tests done to check herself, and they're like, oh, this uh, this X ray didn't come up right. It's all messed up. We got to do it again. We got to take blood. And she's like, nope. Which in the comics, Monica is a character photon who can absorb like any energy and become energy. Okay. So people are either speculating one, when Wanda threw her out of Westview, she gave her powers, and that's why the X ray is not coming up. Or two, post Captain Marvel, Monica tried to become a hero herself. Something happened, but she's kept it secret. Oh. And that's why she's like, they're like, oh, this is, we gotta do some, and she's like, no, I'm all set, and she kind of tries to move past it. Because she already knows. Nope, I've got like I got abilities, and I can't let anyone know. Because That's maybe it's interesting. Like, I hadn't even yeah. thought of that. Yeah, because it's either like maybe she's like oh, Sokovia Accords. If I do something like now, I gotta be all this yada yada. Or because we also see her react um, to the name of Captain Marvel, she seems kind of like ifed by it. Like don't talk about her. So maybe we'll see in Captain Marvel too. If it's a, either post End Game or another kind of like prequel, we learn why they have a rocky relationship. That was something that I was like, ooh, they're kind of already setting up that she will have abilities. Let me spin something by you real quick. Spin I was it. Just spin it a bunch. This. So, all right. So we have this. We have Pietro coming in now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming at some point this, the, the Westview anomaly or hex will collapse at some point. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's how we get mutants in the rest of the world? Is that like collapse and then just pops out and all of a sudden all the energy, other people become mutants and that's how we... No. Know? Okay. So, first off, so, so a reason 
we we learn or we see in the episode people are talking about like Wanda can bring people back to life, but she seems like she already knows. No, I can't. And Agnes once again is like, oh, like you could do that. Within the comics, you learn that like Scarlet Witches can't actually create true life. Okay, she can't do stuff like that, and that's where the twins come from within the comics. Wanda wants to have a family; she wants to have this perfect family, but because she can't create real life, she has, she has to subconsciously like reach out into the ether and like, what can I pull from? And it's a piece of Mephisto that allows her to create the kids. Okay, so I think the reason why we get Evan Peters Pietro and not real Pietro. And once again, she even says herself, like, the doorbell rings. She goes, that wasn't me. I think this is, like, a subconscious, like, she wasn't trying to bring her brother back. Uh, I think okay. She had mentioned it to her kids earlier, and she even doesn't say, like, she, he's dead. She's like, oh, he's away. Like, my, my brother's really far away. Um, so I think it was, like, her subconsciously reaching out, like, maybe I could bring him back. I've got this perfect life that I've got. Maybe I can add him. But she doesn't have the ability to create real life. So maybe Mephisto or someone is like, well, what can we get the closest thing? Oh, let's pull him from a different multiverse and drop him in. So I like to imagine that it's going to be the same Pietro from the MCU. But post this show, he's just like stuck here and just like, no, now I got to live like this. But you know what, Wanda, you seem all right. Like, I don't actually blame you. And they become like brother, sister. Um, but yeah. Oh, but to answer your actual question, do I think how the mutants will come? I think it has to. It'll be something at the end, like because there's a one trailer where we see the Mind Stone briefly. Yep. I think like Wanda recreating the Mind Stone will just send like a burst of energy out. Okay. And that, yeah. But so much the, the the what I love about the show is pretty much at the end of everyone, there's so much to speculate about. That's like I think that's a great part of it, though. Is like. Mm-hmm. There's enough every every week for there to, to have these conversations of like what could it be? How much how much else is there? And I think that's awesome. Yep. I saw like one little quick thing was like when Pietro shows up, there's a mirror behind Wanda. If you look very closely, it looks like a ghostly hand is reaching to shake it. And people are like, That's Mephisto using Pietro's fake body uh to pretend to keep Wanda influenced. Um which makes sense because, if anything, like, the kids keep trying to grow up and people seem to want to make the kids grow up. Yep. And so it's, part of me thinks it's like, okay, once the kids grow up and have abilities, then they'll get reabsorbed by Mephesto, which is how it would happen, like, in the comics. So because he needs the power. But, yeah. Ugh. And it's all such, such, like, crazy concepts to be like, how can we do this? Eh, why don't we try all these weird, wacky, magical, demon, devil promises and bargains? It's going to be great. Like, yeah. I just... There's there's not many episodes left. There's probably what five episodes left or four? Six, seven, eight, nine. Well, ooh, here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Um, someone found it was like on a Twitter through Mexico and on like an IMD page. There's an actress I love who plays this, this chain. Yes, there's an actress who plays like a sword agent extra. I don't know if we've actually seen her yet or we see she comes up later in the series, but she's not meant to be like a big character. But it says she's on episodes like four through ten. Oh. There's only supposed to be nine episodes, so people are speculating that there's going to be a secret tenth episode. Secret like, isn't like a surprise, or secret isn't like, oh, I have to click my menu around to find it. Like, like at the end of episode nine, they'll either just immediately release the next episode, or they'll be like, by the way, tune in next week, we have a tenth episode. Like, oh. Yeah, that's what some people are speculating, but then there's other people that are like, that could easily just be a typo, because it's like the one spot. But nothing has been denied, so that's why people are like, oh, maybe there's like a secret episode maybe they'll either end the episode on like a cliffhanger and then everyone be like wait what and they're like haha watch the next 30 minutes 
or it'll just be like maybe a mini episode that's like this is a post scene that's supposed to kind of set up to help the world once again like understand the timeline like okay WandaVision's over oh what's happening with Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier ah but yeah that's crazy so I would love it that'd be great yeah if Disney and Marvel were just like Hey, you know how there's a week between uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision? Uh, not anymore. Now it's, you know, we got something for you guys. Straight into your veins, team. Straight into your veins. Yeah. But episode five, I keep thinking there's going to be a bad episode. So far, we're still kind of batting a thousand. I'm enjoying everything on this show and continue to look forward to what's next. There, Yeah, there really isn't anything that I've been like unhappy with. I think. I still think deep down, like I need to rewatch the first two episodes just to get that full feeling because I think the first two episodes I was like, "All right, like this is interesting, but where is it going?" Mm-hmm. And now I'm so bought in that I like I, I can't go back now. Yep. Well, I will go back, but like I feel like I, I won't have those feelings again. Yep, for sure. But yeah, I'm the, go. So go I'm going to give this episode. I'm giving it a five out of five. Uh, floating arguments. I just uh, really, I think this is a great episode. We I haven't even perfect. touched on that. We're, well, we, we touched on the the, com- the credits rolling while they're fighting, but like mm-hmm. that's a very intense scene. Yep, and then Wanda even addressing being like, "You've never spoken to me this way before," and we haven't. This is the first. I think that might be like the first time we've ever seen Vision yell, like at least angrily. We've seen him yell out of pain, but like this is the first time he's been angry within the entire Marvel universe. But yeah, that was great. And then ugh, her even being like. And be like, you can't control me like everyone else. And she's like, I can't. And then starting the credits, it yep. was, uh, yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it six out of six jazzercise classes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I think that was important for the for the scene, for sure. Actually, it kind of is because the colors she's wearing. This is Agnes we're talking about are exactly the same colors her comic book character wears, which is like a purple dress with like a blue scarf. So people are like, there, it's just there. It's her. It's happening. Yeah. All right. So, Super Bowl was this past week. Yes. Uh, the the Buccaneers won. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did with a blowout. A, a very the, big blowout. Thirty-one to nine. So, I don't think anyone expected that. I agree with you right there because we definitely did it. Um, my score was twenty-four bucks. Chiefs twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even close. Yeah. And then yours was Bucks seventeen. Chiefs twenty-one. Yep, not even close. No. Had you said, ooh, excuse me, um, had you said that the Chiefs would not score a touchdown during the Super Bowl, no one would have believed you. They'd be like, "What? The and, Chiefs?" And not for lack of trying, though. Like, no, because I have some stats that I've pulled up. Here's what's like crazy: is Mahomes threw for 270 yards, like, which isn't crazy. Most people speculate he would do like 500. 500 yards or something. Yep. But he threw 270. But it also shows something that I noticed during this game is like Mahomes' biggest flaw is that he does like a seven to eight yard drop back for passes. Sometimes Once, even more than that. Yeah. So as soon as one defender gets back there, which everyone's going to talk about Brady and not the Bucks defense did fantastic. Just getting in there and forcing Mahomes to be like, I now have to run an extra 15, and now i got to huck the ball. Yep. And his receivers weren't doing too great. There's a few passes that they should have had, and it would have probably not won the game, but changed momentum, gotten them moving a little bit. I will say Mahomes did throw a couple passes almost horizontal to the ground. 
Well, there's the the one big one that he did that he was yeah exactly horizontal and he side armed it and then and he it, still got it up there. Yep. It, it, yeah, he made it. It was probably at least like a thirty, maybe even forty yard pass, but then it just bounced off the the receiver's hands or his helmet actually. But yeah, just hard to watch. I think on the Chiefs and on the Bucks end, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was watching it and like. I didn't expect to be very vested in it. When it's not a Patriots Super Bowl, even without Tom Brady, if there was one happening, I'm, I'm more vested. But I think this one, I was like, all right, this is happening. I'm going to watch. Like, you know, Tampa Bay goes up with like Mills, like a few seconds left in the first quarter to Gronk. And it's like, all right, Brady and Gronk, like, this is going to be a good Super Bowl. Like, keep that fuzzy feeling going. And then it's, you know, Antonio Brown gets a touchdown. You're like, okay, like, yeah, they're putting in some work. And all 21 sudden, to six in the half. Yeah, that's. I feel like that was the game over for a lot of people. Really, I thought when it was twenty-one to six at the half, I still I was like, okay, Chiefs are gonna like come back. Like, but I think here's the way I thought about that was, you know, you have twenty-one to six, which to anyone's a surmountable score. It's only fifteen points. That's that's a two possession yep. game by any yep. stretch of the mind. But I didn't think that the Chiefs, after playing how they did in the first half, could have brought the energy to take on that a 15-point deficit in the second half. And they didn't. They scored three more points. Yeah. And that was that. Just crazy. And the best is, like, you watch Brady on the sideline. They're, yeah, it's 21 to 6 and a half, or 28 even more at one point. But it's just, like, he's not happy yet. Like, he's still, like, he's upset because he maybe missed this pass. Or, like, they didn't score in enough time. But, like, that's what's great about he's such a competitor that it's like, we're not done yet. Like, nobody, like, think this is over i'm an adult like i i feel as though i, I probably am an adult at this point mm-hmm. and i wish i had tom's brady tom brady's motivation some days of oh, just yeah. like i'm not done because that it's in it's like to be a competitor at that level in the nfl i think is wild to me i like i don't think i would have ever you could have asked me at any point in my life if i had the energy to do it or like the competition would be like probably not like i'll be honest i'm a pretty relaxed person but just the, the amount of energy he brings, the fact that like, you heard after the game that he's been texting players all week like at, at, like, at bedtime of, like, where we will win. Like, this is it. Yep. And, like, hearing come out of the locker room that his, like, pregame speech was, like, an epic. Like, I don't know. It's incredible to me to go from, like, the Patriots with, like, the, the winning culture, Patriot way and all those different things you can talk about up here. But then to transplant that yourself and, like, you're one, you're, like, you're one of the best tight ends in the game to Tampa Bay, who's been quietly building a dynasty level team, by the way, like, but here's the thing of rejects. Yeah. But like only in this year, cause like you think last year, James Winston has the record for most interceptions in a season. And I yep. believe it's 30, if not 30 more, which, yeah. So last year they were nothing. Nobody was expected, even though yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a Super Bowl title already in their resume. Nobody was like, they're, they are a competitor. Make sure to keep an eye out on the Buccaneers every year. No. But then Brady goes down there, and then everyone's like, I'll go down to the Tampa Bay. I'll, I'll do this. And then there was earlier in the week, there was a big like kind of discussion and argument. Uh, Danny Amendola was saying, like, Tom Brady is the Patriots' way. Yeah. And then Brewski and I think even Matt Light chimed in and was like, no, like, it's not just Brady and it's not just Belichick. It's everyone working to get, like, the Patriot way is the Patriot way. Like, you can't put it all on one person. But I think Tom at least brings the legacy so that people then will be like, whatever our coach or Tom tells me to do, I'm going to do it because Tom's here. So, 
you ever have those people like in like work and stuff like you're like I probably listen to them before I listen to someone else. That's Tom Brady to me on a team. You mm-hmm. like you you like yeah like some like a coach or something. But like if Tom Brady's in, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that route. Yep. And I think this kind of I like how do you feel about the the system quarterback debate about Tom Brady for so long? It's been like he's just a system quarterback. Like he does really well in New because of everything that's going on with like Belichick and the offense. And it's I don't feel that way anymore. No, well you can't because. In his first year alone, away from the Patriots and Belichick, he won. He won the Super. Bowl. He did it. Yeah, we all like speculated, like, ah, oh, maybe he'll make the playoffs. Like, maybe the next year he'll. No, he he won it the first year. In a year where they couldn't do training camp, where you couldn't spend time with your team afterwards, where some of the guys joined late. He, in a new system with a new coaching staff where every, all the verbiage is different. He just showed up and was like, okay, well, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to win. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And now he has, he has seven Super Bowl wins. That's more than any franchise. He is taught, he's in his own league now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing, I think. And it's just – I think it's a testament to who he is, to the, like, the competitor he is, and to the league in general. Yep. It's just insane. And like people will be like, well he he he's defin he was already that's people like he's definitively the goat now. It's like he was already the he was already the goat. He, he had six, six rings. Like nine appearances in the Super Bowl. How many and, rings does Michael Jordan have? Uh Michael Jordan I believe has uh six championships. Because the Bulls did uh, did two three peats. So yeah, he already beat Jordan. And Jordan loves Brady, like yeah, he's he's the goat, and like yeah. now, and the thing is, it's at this weird place where he's now been like, "I'm coming back." Like Gronk said, he's coming back. He's now talking about playing possibly to five, which seems pretty reasonable. And I'm gonna knock on wood in lieu of injury, like in anything like that. But like, what if he gets eight now? What is that like? What does that mean at that point? I feel like he's in this until he unless he gets ten. He'll be in this weird, like, okay, like, oh, he got his, his eighth Super Bowl win? Uh, cool. Like, it's just, it's insane. I don't know. I, I don't know where you go from here. I think, you know, obviously, like, like let, you can't stop. Like, the player's decision is to stop. And Tom Brady's production hasn't dropped to the point where, like, the Bucks are going to be like, all right, you're, like, time to go out to pasture. Yeah. Because I also think at the same time, like, he just won a Super Bowl in you're right in one year with a brand new team. If he wanted to leave the Bucks in 2022, like at the end of the season, Super Bowl playoffs, whatever, another team would take him. More than expecting likely. a lot of produ- expecting production, expecting you know to be a contender with him at the helm of an offense. If not, actually, I was going to say maybe they'd bring him in to like coach up their new prospect, but I actually don't think Brady would like go to a team to help out in that way unless it was either the Pats or now the Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, like though, I don't think the, I think the, the Bucks will definitely give him an extension. He had signed a two year contract. I think by the end of next year, they'll be like, do you want to do two more years? Like, we'll, we'll give you this, especially considering they're like, well, we took you for not too much money. And in one year we won a Super Bowl. Do you know how much money he made this year on, on his contract? Uh, well, I know he definitely got incentives for making the Super Bowl and then now winning the Super Bowl. 
Um, so I don't know. I forget the breakdowns. So forgive me there. Yep. But twenty eight point three million. Yep. What a what a wonderful metaphorical number right there. Yeah. Exactly twenty eight point three. But it's also the, the crazy thing is like that's still not like the highest paid quarterback. Like no. Yeah. So I think at some point he is he is you know he's getting paid his paid his age a little bit. I hate to say that as like a a bad thing, but he is. He's been in the league for 20 years. Yeah. And he's been in 10 Super Bowls, mm-hmm. winning seven of them. Like, well, I saw something that was like, here were commercials that played during the Super Bowl when Tom Brady first played in one. And it was like AOL, Blockbuster, Hotmail, like all these companies that don't exist anymore. And it was just crazy. Oh, Sears. It was like Sears had three commercials during Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. That's insane to me because now Sears is dead. Yep. He's played in he's won in three different decades of Super Bowls. Yeah. Ugh. And he's like I just uh, there's more rings. Like it's just Yeah. I think it's crazy. I like and I wanted Tom like I wanted the Buccaneers to win because I think it's a great I think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep saying Tom to win, but it's also that entire team. Do I think there's a couple fuck ups on that team? I do. I think Antonio Brown shouldn't be in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like still a lot of questions there. Of what happened and all that. I don't know if he should still be in the league. Mm-hmm. But then you can say the same thing about people on the Chiefs. Like, don't get me wrong. Yep. And your read, buddy. I, Come on. Enough cheeseburgers. His mask looks like a horse's feed bag. And I'm not denying saying it. Yeah, I think that's why. The, he's been doing a face shield most of the season. I think that's why they lost. Because he was like, I'll do a mask. For the, But he wore a mask in the other playoffs, too. Oh, he did? Okay. I, but yeah. I know he'd done a, a face shield a lot. So that's why I was like, oh, I bet, ugh. Bad luck. Bruce Arians looked like Bane on life support yeah. with his like chest strap of like technology and then his face mask. Yep. I, what you what? There's a Super Bowl that were Bra- uh, not Brady. Uh, Belichick didn't like wear the cutoff same hoodie and then they lost and everyone was like, it's because he didn't wear the cutoff hoodie. That's why. Was it what? Is that, it was one of the. I would say it's either the Giants or the Eagles. Well, because that's of course the only two that he. Lost to, but I mean, I think it was either the perfect season one or, yeah, Ugh, which that alone. But yeah, he did it. I yeah. No one expected the blowout. The, yeah, and the Chiefs just looked horrible. Do you think this is the end of Patrick Mahomes? Do you think he's done? No, I don't think he's done. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm definitely not a fan of his brother um, on TikTok. Yep. But I don't think he's done. I think. I think it's an interesting to go back to back to the Super Bowl and then lose, but you lose to Tom Brady. Like I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad mark on anyone. I think that's like you brought you you led an offense to a Super Bowl against quite possibly the finest offensive quarterback created in the entire like existence of the NFL. This is Mahomes' worst loss since college. He has not lost by double digits since college. Which is also crazy. Also, this was the most penalties on one team in the Super Bowl, which I, I think there was maybe like one or two calls which were bad against the Chiefs, but the rest is like, guys, you're you're asking, this is what you get. Ugh. I can't wait for the mic'd up uh, video to come out from this because one, I want to. It's always fun to listen to, but I want to see what Tom Brady yelled at uh, Matthew. Uh, yeah, I hope it's not anything, like. All right, this is going to sound like I'm, mm. a, like I'm a homer and everything, but, like, here's – like, I don't want it to be something, like, offensive. 
Here's you know what I'm saying. I don't think it. And, it oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's it's all right. But I like I hate to say something like that because mm-hmm. like I can hope, but like I'm a Tom Brady fan, whatever. But I don't think it's like people. I think have an image of Tom. Yep, of of Tom Brady. And it was damaged when he had a Trump hat in his locker. And I think people, a lot of people brought that up on like Twitter and stuff. This year, it's hard to, you're not going to forget something that, you know, like, you know, he never gave a straight answer to it. That's given everything that's happened. I feel like you should have a straight answer to that. Yep. The, the, like, I don't know when Terry Matthews says like, he said something I won't repeat to me. It's like, generally that seems pretty severe. Like I, I if I've ever yelled someone at something and they don't want to repeat it because it was that awful. Like, I feel like I feel awful for saying it. Mm-hmm. Part. But I don't think Tom's ever done that in his career, so I'm intrigued to find out what it was. I don't think it was anything. I don't think it was anything racist, especially because Matthew said like, "Oh, I don't want to repeat it." But then the news leaked that Brady was like, "I apologize." He texted and apologized, and he wanted to do it in person. And then he deleted those tweets. So part of me is thinking like he was like, "Oh, okay, well he's apologized." Also, there's gonna be a mic'd up, so like. Because Brady, of course, was mic'd up because he's a quarterback for the game. So it's like people will hear this. So like, yeah, I, I don't think he was like lying in a way to get him in trouble. Maybe he was just like upset. Maybe because it's like I just lost the game and like this yeah. sucks. So I think if anything, he was like, ah, oh, like I don't want to repeat what he said. It was very mean, and he was vaguely saying that to people. Be like, ooh, what, ooh, what was it? And then he's like, oh no, they'll hear that he just called me like an idiot and like that. I don't get the point of his finger and walk away. Yada yada. And one, it was probably it was probably something like that. Yeah, and because once again, Tom's been in the league for so long that if something like worst case scenario were to happen, it probably would have happened before this. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So it's just one of those things where you hear and you're like, "This could be really bad." Yeah, for sure. And I don't think it's from like a. I'm not trying. Like I don't. I don't know Tom Brady. I, I don't. You don't know him. Pretend. To, well, I, yeah, I don't pretend to know him. Like I don't have any personal association to him. Therefore, like if he said whatever, I'm not going to defend him. Like. Mm-hmm. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. That's kind of just how it shakes out. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Commercials. That was Super Bowl. Oh. It was amazing. How, so, yes, commercials. A lot of commercials mm-hmm. from some unfamiliar faces a little bit. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, right before we recorded, I because I worked during the game, so I couldn't have any volume. That's a, yep. at my place, which sucks. People came in? Yeah, some people. Oh, people came in, man. And let me tell you. I just was because also there's a blizzard going on. Like we was crazy snow. So like that was even more so like, why are you here? Like you shouldn't be out driving. You This three dudes showed up like halfway through the second quarter and no, no one was in the building other than employees. And this, that's bizarre. Yep. No, not during the Super Bowl. We like, we always expected, especially once there was a blizzard, but these guys show up and they're just like, do you have any seats available? And I just stared at them. I'm like, you're literally like ruining my like after like because also we were waiting for corporate to call us to be like you guys can go like shut down but every yep. time customers come in that they get an they get the notification so that just keeps us from shutting down because they're like oh people are coming in oh if people are coming in they shouldn't close early so i couldn't listen to many of the commercials but i watched a bunch before this uh i really liked the will ferrell uh electric vehicle commercial i thought that was great especially now you got a lot of videos from like norway being like Oh, we're so sorry. Like here, like we'll apologize, but it's dumb just like ripping into the U.S. Yeah, um, I thought that was really good. Uh, the Don Cheadle Mickle Ultra like uh, fake people impersonators was pretty good as well. Um, then there's the Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, this trailer we didn't talk about it. It was for M Night Shyamalan's movie uh, Old, 
which I actually was, I didn't like that. I didn't like the trailer, but just because I thought it was creepy, and actually I was interested in it. Uh, quick synopsis for people: It's these like two families go to a beach, and then like everyone just is rapidly aging. Like the children go from six to twenty year olds, which I liked in the trailer. The mom seems less like shocked and upset, and more just like, "You were six this morning. Come on, Alex. Come on." Um, but I enjoyed that. Um, the state, uh, the state farm one with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Patrick Mahomes and Paul Rudd was also a good one. Yeah, was that also the Drake one? Yeah, that was also the Drake one. But I, I just like because Paul Rudd is a Kansas City uh, fan. I think he's from Kansas City as well, so it was nice to see him be like Patrick Mahomes' stand-in. A lot of a uh, lot of Anheuser Busch commercials. Yep, of course. Uh, no Budweiser Clydesdales. That was like part of the thing they're not doing this year. I really like the um, I like the Bud Light um, like bringing everyone together. Mm-hmm. The Avengers want like one. One of my favorites was honestly the Matthew McConaughey 3D Doritos one. Yep. I'm like reading his book right now, or I'm trying to read through his book right now. It's really great. I recommend everyone's called Green Lights, but I just thought it was great. I thought it was like well done. I didn't like that a Doritos 3D chip made him puff up, but you know, shit happens. Yep. Would you? Did you like the uh, the Fiverr one where they go to Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Here's the thing: I actually haven't watched it. I saw it without the audio, and I just saw like the Four Seasons bit, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks good." And then we started recording, so I haven't watched it yet. But that I'll be excited for. Um, the Did you see the the Paramount Plus commercial? I saw a few of them. So there's the one with the sweet victory showing SpongeBob for the halftime. That was actually kind of yeah. like, okay, good, they're doing that. I both enjoyed it, but hated it because parts that I enjoyed. It was kind of fun to see all these random like CBS and Paramount characters interacting with each other, but they were all clearly shot separately and not together. Yep. But then also like at the end of it, I was just like, "But it's another streaming service, Paramount Plus." Like, I don't think I. Don't, I have I have CBS All Access still, and I use it really just for Star Trek, which is weird, but. Like, I'm not going to get Paramount Plus. And I have a free subscription for Peacock, but I'm never going to pay for it because I don't want to. So it's just like, yep. and I don't know what Paramount will ever bring that'll make me go, ooh, I got to check out Paramount Plus. I think Yellowstone is a Paramount show. And some people... Yeah, but I don't think it's worth it. I was like, Do you watch it? No. I've heard it's very good. See, I, I want to watch I was like, it. I've heard some good things about it too, but I'm just like, like it's the idea of the drama to me doesn't interest me like people keep telling me i should watch succession you should watch succession and i that today i don't know if i'll watch it today but the thing is like that to me i'm more inclined to watch because the idea of like millionaire family and the dynamic seems interesting rather than we own a ranch on Yellowstone. Yeah, but their their ranch is like fucking massive. Like they're like they have wealthy people problems too. Exactly, but it's like, eh. I think it's because in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I could also be a millionaire New Yorker. That could happen any day now. But I'm like, I'll never become a millionaire rancher. I if I became very wealthy, I'd love to get a big ranch. Well, of course, so would I. Like, I mean, I would too. But like, I'm not going to be a ranch. Like, I would very you're going to run the ranch. No, or Shane Olson, cowboy. No, I I'll just live on it, and like everyone that works on the ranch would go. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, I'll be you. You know what I wear. Like, I just show up in like Converse and a Hawaiian shirt, and they'd be like, "D- 
dude, you don't know. You got to change. I like. Are we moving cattle today, boys? I got my Hawaiian, my good Hawaiian on. Yeah, moving cattle. Exactly. Like, well, no, I wasn't. That's hysterical. Like, just go. Don't even bother helping. I was like, I wasn't planning on helping. Actually, I was gonna have a lot of sarcastic comments for you guys. What, what? That's that is that's my thought process too. It's like if you get a ranch, like do you have to work for your own ranch because I can do a lot. I can mow a lot of lawns. Yeah, but I'm not sure what else I'd be good at. Well, so. well I was gonna say that's the thing is like anyone that lives in the area is gonna hate me because I'm this dude who just has a lot of money who bought up all this land, and then I yep. won't be tending to it. I'll just you know like. And this is maybe my horrible mentality, but I'd be like, guys, who? Why are you guys being mean to me? I'm giving you jobs, but they're gonna be like, no, like you took this land. We and... already worked here. Exactly. It's like if we don't do this, then this land's gonna go to the shit, and all these animals are gonna die because you're just you just wanted a nice house with not a lot of noise. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Shane, the swimming hole is open twenty four seven. Have a blast. Uh, yeah, no, I, eh, no, I'd probably still stay inside. So, which commercial? So, did you not like? Did you have like a least favorite? Um, hmm. no, I, I really didn't have like a one that I hated. Just okay. I, I, mm, I don't think I liked the Bud Light Lemonade one because then it showed when they came back. There's that guy with the poster or the cardboard thing signed, being like, "Ah, oh, if life gives you lemons." But that's yep. like an influencer, and I was just like, "Oh, he gets the oh little... guy with sign." Exactly. Yeah, I was just like, "Yeah, uh, okay." Like I thought this whole most of these people were supposed to be like healthcare, but this guy gets to do a sponsored bit, pushing Bud Light lemonade. Okay, and also he has to hold the signs. So there's someone probably behind him, like, "Dude, come on, put the sign." I mean, down. I think he puts the sign. Nope. Down, I but... nope. I imagine he never puts it down. Never. Not the entire game. Doesn't put it down once. All right. And I... I had two that I wasn't fond of. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna start with the obvious one and then go to the slightly controversial one. Yep. The Jeep one, not with Jeep with Springsteen, not crazy about it. Because mm-hmm. you hate Springsteen. Uh, like I, I, no, but I get the theme was like, like I, it. It was very. It felt overtly political. Yep. Given the current like state of affairs, and obviously like, I don't think we should be shying away from the fact that there's division in this country. Mm-hmm. But I think the boss and Jeep trying to solve that problem. Are two of the two of the people I don't need to see do it. What if it was the boss and Kia? Would you be happier? Maybe I don't know. Reasonably, yeah, maybe. What what car company would you want the boss to work with? Which one would make it acceptable to you? That's actually something I would like to know. Because Jeep to me seems like yeah, I see what you're getting at. Because yeah, because any other car company I feel with uh, Chevy, Chevy could do it. Yeah, me. <laughs> Jeep, Jeep. I'll, I'll tell you what. Jeep feels too on the nose. <laughs> Jeep just feels like it's like we're right there and we want to say something. Come on, Hyundai. You can pay for the boss. Like, you, let's go. Let's go, BMW. Come on, you can. You can go. You can do it. BMW's um, not an American company. Now there's Hyundai, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kick rocks. Uh, Mini Cooper. Come on, or like Mini. Let's go. Fiat. Yeah, like Alfa Romeo. You'll help us. What's the car company that makes the smart car? Is it just smart? I was going to say, is it just smart? Yeah, okay. It's made, it, I know it's made through Mercedes. Ah. But the, the brand is smart. Got it. Heard. Yeah. But that was like the one I was a little bit funky on just because like I, I just didn't feel great about it. And then the other one was David Diggs and DoorDash on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, David Diggs is amazing. Sesame Street is a classic. 
DoorDash is like slowly killing local businesses by taking fees. For sure. And I was like, we should maybe just publicly fund Sesame Street. I don't know. It seems very important to youths. <laughs> I thought it was great though. Divi Diggs is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I there was great commercial across the board. I thought the Edward Scissorhands hands for the Cadillac was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy John's with a uh, what's his name from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, it's good. It's gonna kill me. Um, but I thought that one was pretty good. Like I'm the sandwich king, and this Jimmy John's with two first <laughs> names is trying to cut me out of business. Reddit had a five second commercial. Yep, which I think was hysterical given everything that's happened in the past three weeks with Reddit. Yep. So, yeah, I missed it. I'll be honest, I didn't see it I, until like I saw it on Twitter like ten minutes later. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. I saw it and was like, wait, what was that? And then everyone's like, I don't know what, what. I didn't see anything, and I was like, did I have like a stroke? Did I just imagine Reddit posted something? And they did. I blinked, and it's, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought Nick Jonas doing a, a diabetes ad was kind of interesting. Yep. Yeah, because keep the yeah. diabetes out of my Super Bowl, everybody. Um, AB, like Anheuser Busch made a corporate Super Bowl ad. I'm like just reading, like I'm remembering it now, but the let's grab a beer one. Yep. Though that was kind of nice. I get the sentiment, but like then you're at the same time, you're like, all right, AB InBev owns how many brands mm-hmm. and does what to what? Yeah. Where? Well, that's not was, great. Yeah. I saw a video uh, either today or yesterday, but it was like how, uh, uh, GM like the electric Will Ferrell commercial which once again I thought was great it's like yeah but like 10 years ago GM was like uh, no uh, electric vehicles we're going to kill this product and now they're like uh, we're bringing them back it's like you guys could have done this forever ago and things could have been better so thanks. oh yeah a lot of things could have been different like 10-20 years ago with electric yeah. cars I bet yeah we'd, we'd have hoverboards by now well I mean do you want a TikTok hoverboard or a real hoverboard I want like a real I want like back to the future hoverboard then uh, yeah, I, I want a hoverboard. I want a hoverboard from Jack too. I want that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I want. Deep dive. I like it. That's what I want. Jack two. When does Jack become evil? Jack three. No, Jack. He doesn't become evil. Dark Jack is created, and that's Jack two, because he's exposed okay. to dark eco. Come on, don't you know your lore of the Jack universe? No, I don't. Oh man, I did have Daxter for PSP though. I also had Daxter for PSP, and that fills in the gaps between the very beginning of Jack. To when they arrive to the future, and then when Daxter catches up with Jack about a year or two later. Got it. Yeah. If you want. So, to... wait. Do you want to go into a deep dive of the Jack lore? I'll go. I don't think we need to right now. Okay. But uh, did you watch that? How much of the halftime show did you see? I know without sound, it's a little finicky. I saw. I watched the entire halftime show without sound, and then I watched it again later with sound at home. Um, I thought it was all right. I think it was. I think really the my biggest problem with it was just because it was the first halftime show that like there wasn't going to be a part where there's a stage in the center where like crowd members go. So the yep. weekend then had to address the camera the entire time. I think that's like my so it just felt more like a weird very long music video. It never felt like he was actually like doing a halftime show to me cuz he multiple times was like going right to the camera and like dancing at it. So I'm just like hey, it doesn't feel like like he's not getting to interact with a fan and like talk to something. You know what I mean? I like I agree that that was a huge thing. I think that's like definitely a pandemic issue. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I thought I think like he was trying to tell a story through the mute, like through the songs and through the set list yep. and through everything. And I think mm-hmm. 
you know, I read that he spent seven million of his own money on the Super Bowl show. Yep. Which is crazy to me, but then again, you look at the amount of extras he had like on the field. Yep. I think it's I think it's incredible. I think he re- I think he changed up, and I know a lot of people. I've been a weekend fan for a long time, but I think like old an older generation and like our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, what 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 the fuck would do we just watch? Yeah. Like we're texting him like who like we know his music and like we know where he's from, but like why? Like what? Like what's the what's the joke? Like what's the bit here that we're not seeing? I was gonna say like the one thing that kind of took me out of it in a way was like the backup dancers with I know his latest album or if maybe it wasn't but like he had that whole like surgical like uh, gauze and tape all around him and he had all the extras like that. That was the one thing to me. I was like, I know my grandfather is watching this and being like, what is what is this? Are those the masks they want us to wear? Yeah, exactly. Like that was the one thing I was, I was like, that's because I was trying to like try and compare it to anything else that's been in Super Bowl past that would be like in a way outlandish and like my first I was like Lady Gaga but I'm like no like she didn't have like weird like kind of creepy surgical people so like yep. that that was the one thing that kind of I would guess took me out of the uh, out of the halftime show because it, it felt very not for everybody and they try to make it pretty for everybody but I never actually really heard the weekend perform live, so I thought he did a, a f- better than I expected. So it was it was he's good. someone I've always wanted to see live, and mm-hmm. I think like there were opportunities, especially when he was like years ago, right when before like all like he was like super famous before he was like, the weekend. Well, he's always been the weekend. Well, I know, but I mean, but like before he was like the weekend. Yeah, back when it was like he would maybe he'd play like House of Blues in Boston somewhere like big, but not like crazy. But win some, lose some. Didn't see him so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time he's on tour, probably go see him. Twenty twenty eight. I think he's already booked a tour for a post pandemic. Well, of course, yeah, tons of people like have because they're just like a suit because they know like as soon as they go, like everyone will buy con- tickets and they'll go. That's been the most depressing part of like driving into the city on ninety three South. Mm-hmm. You drive by the garden and it's like just those big. It was for like all summer long. It was like coming in like late fall or yep. like November, and then all of a sudden it was like, "How about next March? Mm-hmm. How about we're just gonna do COVID posters now?" Well, that was like I saw something the other day. It was like my my recent my local movie theater opened up. This was a popcorn box they gave us, and it was like Bond uh, Forever to Die twenty twenty. They're like, "Yep, they have to use these now." That's a relic. Yeah. That should be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Shane, do you tell people where they can find us? They can find us in a boatload of places. They can find us on Instagram at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. They can find us online at www.theshaneandscubastevesshow.com, which actually, here's the thing. So today um, I wake up. I'm like, oh, we get to record today. It'll be great. I'm like, we'll, we'll go through the rundown. We'll look at that. I remembered I did not post the lockdown review, but guess what? It's up right now as this recording. So is it up? It is up. You can check it out. Check out that lockdown review on our website, www.theshaneandscubastevesshow.com. You can also read our us. written words. Yeah, exactly. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you're there. Why don't you rate us? Why don't you review us? Why don't you give us five stars? Five stars is all we ask for. Yeah, that, that's all. I, I don't even write a Christmas list anymore. I just ask for five stars. Give me five stars. That's all I want for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening.